Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and see if they still hold up. Tonight, the dead have risen, and we're flying this saucer back to space in hopes to save mankind. Hailed as the worst film ever made, Ed Wood's Plan 9 from Outer Space is sure to leave you wondering, how in the hell did this film happen? And how does Vampire stay so still? So let's just start the show. You dumb, stupid Earth idiots. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Alright guys, so tonight we're talking about Plan 9 from Outer Space, directed by Ed Wood. Um, he's directed movies like Jailbait, uh, Night of the Ghouls, Sinister Urge, and Glenn or Glenda. I don't think he directed it, I think he wrote that one. Uh, this movie came out in 1959 and had a budget of $60,000. It was filmed in California, and on Rotten Tomatoes it has a 66%. As always, though, I am joined by uh, the very talented Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Hey Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Did you like that intro I gave you? You said very I, talented. I did. I did. I. I. All. Any time you can. You can make me feel amazing. I'm happy with. So thank you for that. No problem. He is the wind beneath my wings. Oh, you're still. You're still talking good stuff about. No, me. that's. I'm moving on. Oh, okay. He is the wind beneath my wings. Uh, he is also a uh, big part of this show <laughs> because he talks on it. Chris Willembrecht, how you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Big part. I really fill space. Like a whole quarter. Yeah. <laughs> a whole quarter of it. Sometimes you talk a lot, right? Hey, you know, you're either a full quarter or you're kind of not a quarter yeah, yet. You yeah. Know? You're not a quarter. You're so, like a dime. Thanks. Piece. I appreciate it. But I'm good. Thanks. Did you ask me that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. I'm sitting over here like, how the fuck am I going to introduce Mike? So, Michael Salustio. God damn it. Everybody got this beautiful <laughs> intro The Wind Beneath My Wings and Mike. No, did you hear the way you said your last name? That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I guess so. Lucio! I feel like I'm in a in a boxing ring ready to fight. I don't know. I'm like in <laughs> fucking radio uh, announcer mode for some reason, I feel like right now. I, I like it, though. I no, like it's it. good. It's, it's bring, You bring in the energy. Yeah. No. All, <laughs> all, all the time. Silence. <laughs> met, met with no enthusiasm <laughs> at all. That's yeah, what I'm like, doing yeah, tonight. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's right. No. So this is what I want you guys to do, too, just uh, so you know. Make sure that you subscribe to our show. Uh, it downloads automatically to your phone or whatever podcast listening device is, and you get it automatically every Thursday. You don't have to worry about it. It's that easy. So just make sure you subscribe on whatever you're listening to. Uh, this is my pick. I picked this movie. Why, Why did you pick, you pick this movie? So the Sorry. reason I no, that's it's fun when it's all the enthusiasm. Tandem. We all are hanging on air every word. <laughs> yeah, ready. No, the reason that I picked this movie is basically when it came out. Um, I figured we haven't done a movie from the fifties, um, so I wanted to pick a movie from the fifties, and I thought this is probably the most popular cult film from the fifties. It was so, almost not fifties. Yeah, it was almost yeah. not fifties. Fifty nine, <laughs> but I think it was made in like fifty seven or fifty eight. Like okay. shot then. But it didn't get a release until like fifty nine. Mm-hmm. So, but I wanted to do a movie from the fifties because I feel like this is a, an uh, an era we just haven't touched yet. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. I chose Ed Wood's 
uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. And if you don't know what it's about, it's about aliens uh, resurrecting dead humans as zombies and vampires to stop humanity from creating uh, Solar Night, which is a bomb. Kind, yeah, right? Yeah. It is a bomb, right? It's a bomb. It's like it basically it's turns the, sun particles into gasoline. It's not, it, it's not, <laughs> it's not a bomb. It's a tool to make a bomb. Just like how splitting in atoms are a tool to make an atomic bomb, Solar Night so is yet another ingredient in making a very terrifying well, no, bomb for the universe. I, from what I got from it when he explained it, I don't know, maybe we have it in the quotes. Maybe someone can scroll down. Uh, uh, anyone. <laughs> can scroll down while I'm making this point. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We'll just riff on no, it. No, no. <laughs> but I think he says, yeah, like the gasoline line, which is basically it lights the sun sunbeams on fire, which yeah. would explode yeah. the whole universe, basically, which I thought was a stupid weapon. Who's going to destroy? Like, who would you well, use that against? You know what, guys? I'm going to blow up everyone. The, the way I took it, he was describing it as human beings figured out how to split an atom. Yeah. And they use it to create this big, horrible bomb that kills millions of people because we're stupid and we don't know how to actually utilize it properly and there his well i think what he was trying to say was if you discover solar night because it exists all around us right now yeah you won't know how to control it and you'll test it which will destroy the universe that's how i took that conversation man you got that way better than i did i i kind of took away from it something a little different i just thought i thought that no, sorry. I agree with you. <laughs> That's wow, man. That's that was awesome. <laughs> Bam. That was the first time I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. Yeah. No, the thing was Kyle had a lot to say, so I was really processing it. You know what I'm saying? And I agree. Who is is anyone not Thank you, Chris. Has anyone not seen this movie before? Let me ask that too. Uh, I no. I mean I've seen it, yeah. You've seen it before? I've seen it a few Mike's times. seen it before? Yeah. Nope, I haven't. Chris hasn't seen it? No, not all the way. I I, I Not I, all the way. What is that? I feel like I've I got to second base I feel with like this I've movie. seen for some reason I feel like I've seen all of the parts that are that involve like the graveyard scenes but like anything to do with the aliens I don't remember at all like I feel like I've never actually seen that before okay do you think that's because it was in Ed Wood the Tim Burton version because they showed a lot of those scenes in that version that's I funny. don't know that's an interesting one I wonder how many people think they've seen this film but they really <laughs> only saw Ed Wood right exactly that's probably a real yeah. possibility I guess, I guess I'll have to be the first asshole that, that, that <laughs> believes that uh, so I had never seen this movie before either this mm. is my first time watching it mm-hmm. um, and did anyone go in like I was expecting a bad movie but I don't know is this I mean, I don't know. Like, it, this is pretty yes. bad. Yes. It's pretty bad. Yes, I did. I, I mean, I think anybody that knows, like, anything about this film before they... Anybody who would go into this film should know something about it ahead of time, right? And I think it's that it's just a terrible, awful film is mostly what it gets. Pretty much. I mean, it's bad writing. Um, there's some bad technical things, which we'll talk <laughs> about later on. Might 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 not have been his fault, actually, but... um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like everything they teach you not to do in film. He kind of, he kind of does. Like continuity is all over the fucking place. Oh my god, is it? We ever. don't know what, what what's going on. Um, the lines are so like, there's so much gra- like gravity to them. Like he's really trying to make it bigger than it already is. Yeah, he overexplains everything. Everything. Like it's just it's everything you don't want to do when you're writing when you're shooting. Yeah. Um, but then again. 
I've seen worse. <laughs> I feel like I've seen worse films. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, no, that right? I think that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that statement. I have seen worse films than this. I think uh, I, I I don't I don't feel like this is. Uh, I did go into it expecting a, a bad film, but I don't feel like I don't feel like it is a bad film. I feel like it's so bad you just can't really hate it because i mean it's just so fucking bad it's like watching <laughs> troll 2 like i mean yeah if you, if you were to look at that on paper it's a terrible film but when you watch it the acting's bad the dialogue is shitty the the effects are terrible but it's funny to watch and i feel like this movie has definitely hit that realm like there's definitely movies that are just like fucking gro- like you're just <laughs> groaning the whole time you watch it like god damn it and this one was like there are parts that were putting me to sleep. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of like slow parts in it, but I don't feel like I was at a point where I was like, "Dude, well, this movie's just is a piece of shit." Because I don't think it's a piece of shit. I mean, it is, but in a very endearing way. Yeah, I would, I would say I'd give it an A for effort because there was fuck yeah, give it an a, a for an effort. There's there's a lot of ambition I think behind it with very little resources. Well, that's <laughs> that's one thing I want to talk about too. Is like Ed Wood. This is an epic. You feel like this is meant to be an epic, and then like Edward does it on sixty thousand dollars. He kind of has this reputation of uh, coming to the screen with a big idea and just not having a way of executing it properly. But doing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's kind of an endearing thing. Quality in, in itself. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth on on what I just said there, but I mean the the fact that he's trying is at least somewhat inspiring, is it yeah. not? You can't say he didn't put any thought into what he was doing here <laughs> because I feel like he's all over. I feel like even though we might not like his writing style, like he's taking it the extra step. I mean, it might seem over the top, you know, but he's mm-hmm. putting real thought into it. What I think is the is the thing that makes this film. Uh, <coughs> A knockout of the park is that um, it kind of reminds me of like you know you ever see when like kids get a hold of their dad's camera and they decide they're gonna shoot a movie. It has that feel to it, like and then Dracula shows up and then oh my god, there's a dinosaur, it's Godzilla. Like that's what it kind of feels like, like a grown man trying to do it though. <laughs> like, no, it's, essentially that's what it is. Like I, I I didn't know like I feel like everybody has a friend that um like loves movies and wants to make movies, right? And uh, they might not have the actual talent to do it, mm-hmm. but they somehow do it anyways because they have such a drive and want for it. You know what I mean? And like that, like Ed Wood actually just slipped through the cracks and made it in Hollywood. With American Movie, we talked about this very same idea, this idea of that whether or not passion alone can drive you to make a yeah. great film or not, and it can't, but you can see the passion in it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You see that, like this was his. Yeah, he put a lot of work into this. Yeah, yeah. He did what he had to do to get it done, and that included using a lot of stock footage. I, I, yeah. yeah, sure did. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing to you the full story of what happened on that fateful day. We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls 
who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about grave robbers from outer space? All right, guys, so we're back. We're talking about Plan 9 from Outer Space. It is an Ed Wood movie. It's written, directed, and produced by him. Uh, so what I want to talk about is kind of what it's billed as. Um, it's so bad, it's good. It's the worst movie ever. Um, do you agree with this, I guess, is, is, is the first thing I would say. Do you like, agree that it's so bad, it's good, or that it's the worst movie ever? I mean, by today's standards, I don't think it is. I mean, the, like the, the things in it, like the horrible dialogue, the way people deliver it, the really bad acting, like all of that stuff like gives it uh, a lot of um, heart, I guess. I think that's what people love about this film, right? I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way I can I can see it because this is not the only bad sci-fi film to come out of the 50s for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Like a shit ton of bad films came out of the 50s, you know? Yeah. But this one for some reason has this this thing that's kept it going and I think it is that there are some there are aspects of the film that are really really bad. Like the acting. Tor Johnson's amazing. <laughs> I mean, but his accent is Amazing. Atrocious, though. Like, you cannot understand what the fuck he's talking <laughs> no. about. No, I got real pissed when Bella he talks. Bela Lugosi, you, you know, him just kind of like walking around and crying out oh of nowhere. God. Creeping, like, yeah. just creeping just everywhere. Creeping no, he was crying. No, that's the great thing. He wasn't creeping. Every no. time it was the face covered is the body double. Right. Okay. That makes sense because when he uh, put that over his face and was walking into the room after the wife and then she slowly ran around him and he slowly turned back around and kept that thing above his face the whole time. And it turned away from the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? Why is it taking so long? Well, that's long? because, okay, so uh, this is, uh, never mind. What I want to talk about is, keep on fucking task, please. Sorry. You're screwing me <laughs> up, okay? No, so I want to keep going on, like, is it, is it truly billed as the best worst film ever? I think nowadays it is. I think when it first came out, it wasn't. Um, I feel like the "It's So Bad It's Good" didn't really, or "It's the Worst Movie Ever." It really didn't gain, gain that title right until like the eighties when it was. I mean, uh, I it, guess. It, was, it was it was given that title by critics and it was brought back to people's attention again. But this is not the only film that claims to be that. Like Troll Two also has that slogan, oh, after, yeah. especially after that documentary came out. It's the best worst film ever. Yeah, like who's trying to take that title? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but, I know, but this title is the worst film ever made. The worst film ever made. <laughs> That's the title but, this movie has. Yeah, I can't. I can't agree with that though. I can't yeah. either because I think I'm pretty sure Manos, the Hands of Fate, is far worse than this piece of <laughs> shit. There's yeah, a lot film. of that. Yeah, this yeah. is this is on par with Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Gods of a more Egypt. modern yeah. film. No, yeah. I, yeah, no, like this is. I feel like they're directed by the same person. <laughs> Edward's still alive. Yeah, Edward's He's still, still doing alive. it. He's still doing it. I think it's now like, I have the budget. I think it's fun to say that this is the worst film ever made, but I definitely disagree. I don't think this is the worst film ever made. Yeah. Um and it's cool that it has that title, and I think that's more geared towards the time period that it came from. You know, it's like it's just an older film that has this reputation. Um, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. No, you were you were into it? Kind of into it. <laughs> uh, okay, so is there a is there a deeper meaning to Plan Nine from Outer Space, or is this just all nonsensical bullshit? Nonsensical bullshit. I don't. I don't. I. I can't honestly believe that Ed Wood 
had like a secret agenda to get a, a broader, a bigger message out there. I think he accidentally created maybe maybe like a, a message about about I don't know the arms like the like the arms race or creating weapons and shit. Maybe he accidentally did that, but no, I think he was just he was just writing a script. So I I mean I'm gonna. This comes at the tail end of the 50s, right? And there was a theme that kind of went on in the 50s with specifically with sci-fi films about the bomb and like what that meant to humanity because science was moving really fast and now you're seeing the true destructive power of it. And there are a lot of films like this that deal with that like uh, the day the sky exploded is about a guy that flies out in space and then all of a sudden science has doomed the earth because they 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 flew too high like a Icarus or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's I don't I don't think that he's necessarily this is something he was gripping with necessarily. Edward was thinking about this every night. I think he's just copying other yeah, I, I other films of that era. In. He's just cashing yes, in. Absolutely. I think yeah, it was popular topics at the time, so you know that worked for him. But the, I do think Edward actually did have a deeper meaning to a lot of the stuff that he did because he was a writer. I mean, he wrote like something like fifty nine pulp novels. He like did, he, yeah. like anybody who's like that that much of a writer and wants to create these visions, like has to feel deeply about their uh, their project. Yeah, but he starts from when he's talking about uh, the bomb. Like bombs are particular in this movie. Um, it yeah. he starts with a firecracker and then moves from a hand grenade yeah onto another bomb to the atom bomb, a larger bomb and. Yeah. Hydrogen bomb. And sure. I, I, so? Yeah, I don't think that's a mistake. I no, think no, he no. is trying to say, and the aliens do have this weird apocalyptic kind of like message, this prophetic, I, this concept that, look, you're going to f- discover this thing and we just can't let you humans deal with this shit because you guys can't control shit. Mm-hmm. I think that was their whole lot thing. Yeah. Yeah, but, but how stupid I, is Plan 9? <laughs> it's, it's absurd. Well, go, going dumb. back to what we were talking about, I feel like it, it's fun. It's fun to. It, it, I think it's fun to, to to hope that there was a deeper meaning, but again, I, I think he just he was just trying to make a movie. Kyle doesn't see it. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't. Kyle doesn't see the deeper meaning. That's okay, Kyle. That's okay. You made me lose where I was at. Plan nine, best plan yeah. there is. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so plan nine, right? How dumb of a plan is this? What is the plan, Cody? So basically, what it is like humans. They're getting these warnings from the aliens to basically stop what they're doing and acknowledge us. Uh, for some reason, our government refuses to acknowledge it. Totally blow it off. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, whatever, aliens. Yeah, like they refuse to acknowledge aliens because whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe it's because they dress like medieval uh, <laughs> times workers. I don't I don't know. It's hard to take them seriously. It's hard to take It is yeah. when they're wearing tunics. Um <laughs> And heavy eyeshadow. Yeah, <laughs> I love in the colorized version. Really quick, those tunics are purple. They are purple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I was saying was, uh, what the fuck was I saying? You were saying like they come down to Earth. You were yeah. explaining. You were explaining yeah. what Plan you. Nine. Was. Can I explain Plan Nine? You guys before jump me off topic all the time, please. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, plan tire. Nine. What is it? No, it's just no. It's a stupid plan. It's just a stupid plan. How did? We're gonna raise the dead, so you notice us. We're gonna do it with three, three. We're gonna raise three dead. <laughs> they get re- three dead. They get real, real excited <laughs> yeah. about it, and it makes no sense. It's yeah. just like, well, we resurrected three. We're like, gonna, yeah. Because here's okay. Clarify this for me, guys. I'm trying to. 
<laughs> they just want him to resurrect the dead to show as a as a proof of power, or is it to actually exterminate human no, beings? No, to like say, hey, humans, wake up. We're here. We're aliens. And we then raised the dead to, to kill, kill you. One, and then to kill one to prove even further how powerful they are. Yeah, by like, turning him into... Skeleton. I think the I thought I thought the I, I think the plan yeah going off got like building off of what Cody described I thought that also that the point of raising the dead was to also create like a sense of like panic or chaos on Earth so that humans will stop being so ignorant and be like look at these things yeah. that these aliens created that's like, what I think they must be ultra powerful we must listen to them at now here's and the, they only made three <laughs> not only that but here's the crazy thing about it so they 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 raised the dead. But like they also saw like the UFOs flying in the air, and they're just ignoring them like it's no big, f- <laughs> no big deal. There's like no, one, there's true. like one car of people who point, and that's like the only people who apparently saw them. Well, no, they well, were terrified. What, what, what was the deal with them shooting it out of the air? Yeah. The whole army was trying to shoot it out of the air, and they were just like, you know, yeah, UFOs dude, you can't don't penetrate exist. those. You can't penetrate those shields. Number yeah, one, yeah, you can't penetrate that. No, no, <laughs> no. They fly over um, L.A. and it's all in the papers. Right. So it, it did get out. That's the thing. And then, but the government's still denying it for some reason. That makes it to where the aliens. Still, ha- the, the the aliens won't give up until our government goddamn recognizes it. Just like real life. Just like real life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, th- those a- those aliens like the universe they live in. They don't want us blowing at it some up, po- at some point it up. in an unknown future happening upon something that will destroy everything. Yeah, this is a true story. This is a we- this is a weird thing about their plan, <laughs> right? So they just like randomly. It's like it, it, they randomly came down to Earth and was like, "All right, now it's time we need to stop this shit." But there's been no like there's been no like factual evidence that says scientists are even remotely close to discovering whatever solar what well, solar they know yeah no they know better than us but they know that we're going to stumble upon it because we've stumbled upon the atom bomb so they know that this solar night yeah we progressed the next thing. The yeah, next I think, one. yeah I think that was the message was that was that, no that was the message it's yeah just like we saw what you did with atoms like. Now, when you find this, what you know, God knows what you're gonna do with this. Yeah, like, Solar Night. Think- Solar Night is not a fucking joke, Kyle. You need to be serious when you're talking <laughs> about this. Uh, I'll, I'll blow up some Solar Night right now. So uh, this is this is the sad thing that I want to talk about too. The little Ghosty's last film. Yeah, is like, it sad? I yeah, mean, but you know what? Like, I don't think he was. This do- is, I don't think he was doing much. And this is kind of sad. This is like how these old timers went out. Him, Vincent Price, and the others. Mm-hmm. Um, they went out in these like really shitty. Well, I don't know. Nothing Edwards. cool happened. Yeah. It was just like I think that's every. I think he, that that happens even today. Yeah, but like that. Apparently, that house that Bella Lugosi walks out of was like his real fucking house. Yeah, yeah it, it, it felt like it. It looked like a like a house that an old person. That dude had like he, like unfortunately like, it had a yard that. I don't want to disrespect the man. I don't know what happened in his life. I don't, I'm not like huge fan, but like <laughs> like it looked like a double wide, bro. It was like <laughs> it wasn't that big. He like he's didn't. so. It's kind of sad. He's like crying because he lost all of his money. He probably didn't have a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. Even from playing Dracula. I mean, you don't think, oh, yeah, I, I guess mean, maybe if you the think times, about I don't it, know. like, Bela Lugosi, I don't, I don't think we can equate him to being what we know is that, like an A lister. He wasn't a Rock Hudson. Like, I don't think time. he was. Do you think? For his time, I think. Or yeah. did he just play one iconic role? He, that's it. He played one iconic role, but he also had rivals. You know, he had like Boris Karloff, yeah, that's who true. was also He's... doing shit. Like, you also have to keep in mind, like in, in like the thirties and forties, like those kind of films were the films. That was it. It was. Yeah, but they I'm, were like, I'm wondering if that's they... what everybody saw. So he would technically of his time, he would be the. But superstar. also, do you think they got? I wonder. I wonder what they got paid. Yeah. Like, I wonder what actors. I, don't know. Well, what I, got I mean, paid, with only you know? sixty thousand dollar budget, can't be much. 
Well, this definitely. Well, this, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Like, you know, Dracula. Dracula is definitely probably Dracula would have been Here's budget. the crazy thing that I want to say about this: Bela Lugosi. This is his last film, right? The shots of him in this movie are for they're not for, meant for this movie. They were meant for something else, mm-hmm. right? And how is he still the best actor? In the movie, he's probably one of the only oh, he, actors. He was your favorite. I'm just kidding. No, no, seriously. <laughs> look at the opening scene where he, uh, the voiceover poetry vomit is happening from Chris. Uh, well, um, Criswell, Chris, Criswell, Chris, uh, well. Chris, uh, well. Chris, well. He gives this look when the 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 kids is apparently done reading from the Bible or whatever. He's just standing there silent, looking at it. When he's done reading the Bible to himself and closes it. He taps Bella Lugosi on the shoulder, and he does this like like wake up thing, like he was so focused on his dead wife's being buried. And you like get this real emotion from this scene from him, especially he emotes it perfectly. And then like he uh, when he's stumbling around haunting and stuff like that too, he's very convincing in that, and he doesn't say a single word. I don't know, and I feel like I'd I go that far. Dude, the stuff with the face cover you can't count right because that's, that's a body him. double. That's yeah. not him. But the actual on-screen time with him, without saying anything, he outacts everybody. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit that he's the only one that maybe even tries to act. Everybody else sounds like they're reading off a cue card for the most part. But he doesn't have any lines, so I, I think the crying, I don't know, the crying part seems out of place to me. He, like, pours on the waterworks real quick. It's good. I don't know. He's good. He can do that. I don't know you can't say do that? good. <laughs> it almost to... seemed like somebody was screaming, like, Bella, cry, and then somebody said it in, like, Eastern European, whatever language he was in, and he just did it on cue. Like, okay, I'll just do that. So, Bella Gossi plays the ghoul man or old man. He's the old man, basically, mm-hmm. in the beginning. You see that he's burying his wife in the beginning, who's played by Vampira, which is another odd thing, because it's like, he's 100. <laughs> yeah. And she's clearly not. So how'd that work out? Well, yeah. anyone good, else? Good for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I it took me a second to realize that Vampira was his dead wife for some reason. I was like, why is this vampire just emerging? Like, it does take a while for it took me a while. And too. I'm like, oh, okay, they're both coming back as vampires. All right. Like because they are vampires? Like, I don't know. I thought I, it, it confused me. It's like it's like I think he wanted you to believe they were vampires, but he couldn't use the word vampire, you know? It's like with the new Marvel movies, they can't say X-Man because mutant doesn't exist. In the, you know? Like, they can't say that word. Right. But they're kind of there. So then why is 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 uh, Inspector Casey, is it? Is that right? Uh, the guy Tor Johnson's character? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is he not a vampire? I think, I mean, I think he's the same creature, but I mean. No, nah, he's like a zombie. I mean, I guess he's got some sweet double arm Wait, chops. But, but I think, I think, none I think of the vampires nailed, actually suck blood. I think you, I think you nailed it. Yeah, because none of them technically are vampires, but I think they're just in there doing like Vampira and Belagosi are just in there doing their thing in hopes to to generate buzz and interest in the film. Um, Tor Johnson is just he's a ghoul, like 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 the rest of them because the, none of them are technically vampires in this movie. They just look like it. Yeah, which makes no goddamn sense. The only sense, way they but... kill people is just by double hammer fisting. Them they in double the hammer fist, or they reach out with hands, and, <laughs> that then, kills pe- you. and then people you are, are are mutilated. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> so it's a good movie. Worst deaths ever. Yeah, yeah they're so bad. And it just cuts. Ah, I know. He was never seen again. You see a car. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is he dead? Yeah. He's messed up as bad as those two back there. 
Suppose that saucer or whatever it was had something to do with this? Your guess is good as mine, Larry. One thing sure, Inspector Clay's dead. Murdered. And somebody's responsible. You're in charge now, Lieutenant. Yeah, guess I am. Calvin? Yes, sir? Get back up the car and get on the radio. Tell the coroner he's got to make another trip out here. Well, how about the lab boys? Who do you think we left back up the car, Boy Scouts? All right, Chris, we're back, and I want you to give your favorite character and or actor from Plan 9 from Outer Space, directed by Ed Wood. Uh, 1959. Excuse me, not done yet. 1959. (laughs) 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 60,000. I'm just messing with you. Let me read through all the specs really quick. No, I was just messing with you. Go ahead. Your Uh, favorite character. You fucking threw me off. Um, Yeah, no, it's going to be most enjoyable to watch on screen would be probably Tor and uh, Vampira. For me, like, I mean, other really, than that, Vampire just stands there. I'm saying enjoyable, I'm not saying like necessarily best or I you know, know, I didn't even overall. Okay. Like, I mean, that's fine, grandest. That's fine. I mean, it's his opinion, you're he's, allowed to have that. Hey, no, that it's opinion. His, he's wrong, but he's it's his opinion, Mike. Uh, it's gotta be Tor Johnson. He's actually he's actually kind of frightening. No, he, he is, he might be the only frightening thing in this film. I agree. Is yeah. he no, just, you're right. How much do you think his face hurt, dude? For real, I yeah. tried to make that face, I couldn't no. make it, it didn't move. Oh, you got it. Kyle's got it. You guys can't see this at home, but he looks like he's. Yeah, oh he's my god! Really we'll good. take a photo and put yeah. it up. Oh, online. we should. That's right. You know what? Here's here's what we'll do too. I'm gonna put this in the show because this is gonna happen. You send us a picture, uh, direct messages, a picture of your best uh, Thor Johnson face from Plan Nine of Outer Space. We'll pick the winner. We'll post it on our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook, and we'll send you a copy of Turbo Kid on uh, Blu-ray. Lucky, nice. You can win Turbo Kid. That's that. That just happened. Yeah, that just happened. Turbo Kid's an awesome movie. Just pulled that out of my butt. Kyle, favorite character or actor? Um, I don't. I I guess I'm gonna have to pick Eros. Thank you. Finally, Um, someone's had this. And and, you know, I I'm (laughs) I'm only picking him because he's like he is like the most bizarre in terms of like character in terms of like acting choices and like. He's he's like he is like the shittiest alien. Like I would have no fear of him landing and be like, nah, you're kind of a bitch. I think well, I could take you. Well, that's the thing. Like that's how they feel because he's three foot eleven. He gets bit smacked throughout like the whole movie by uh, what's uh, uh, Jeff? Yeah, right? Jeff. Yeah, he gets bit smacked throughout the whole movie by Jeff. Um, and th- he's my favorite character because he has the best lines. They're just ridiculous. Oh they yeah, make his, no sense. his stupid rant. So good. So good. Like, uh, it's it's nice to know an alien. <laughs> with advanced technology resorts to calling us stupid. Well, that's my they, <laughs> that and their advanced technology never works. No, I know. It malfunctions all the time. I like the line where he's like uh don't bother with your guns. He's like, "Well, I can test them." He's like, "Well, it is true. We we will die if you shoot me." <laughs> it's like you really you really didn't want to take that bluff. Right. <laughs> your weapons are useless. Really? Let's find out. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guns really totally work on us. <laughs> Can I also throw the ruler in there as one of my oh, favorites? Oh, the ruler's oh, yeah, yeah, great. I loved him as like a... His he was faces. Just, I know. It was amazing. It's His just, acting style, I think, was actually my favorite. He might have been... The, yeah, he might have been an actual... He's probably a theater trained... He seems like a theater actor, trained, yeah. Or perhaps... Went to Juilliard. A, I was thinking more like drag queen or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's another way you could have went, went with another that. direction. That's, that's fine. Another way you could have went with that. <laughs> all opinion, all opinions are okay. <laughs> we welcome them here. <laughs> Anybody got any favorite quotes from the movie that they might uh, like to say? 
<laughs> I, I think the bullet one was the one. I, I think that is. That's the one that stood out in my mind. There's a couple I, kinda, I like. I laughed my ass off at that. I like the cop who is like, oh, but there's one sure thing. Inspector Clay is dead. <laughs> murdered. <laughs> and somebody's responsible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Dude, there's, there's lines that are so obvious and weird. Um, his wife has one, too. What is it? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, now, don't you worry. Uh, the saucers are up there. The graveyard's out there. But I'll be locked safe up in there. Like, <laughs> this is a weird. Yeah, it's a really it's 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 such a weird. It's like she read the script verbatim. Like she didn't attempt to like ad lib on top of it. But it's also like very direct to the audience of like, yeah. this is where things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, the cop when he has to get in the grave. You mean the line? Spook, yeah. No, the Kelton. spook details. Yeah, Kelton. <laughs> <laughs> Kelton, get down there and check it out. Well, how do you? How do I do that, sir? Can't figure out how to get in a grave. Uh, <laughs> going down there and che- by going down there and checking it out. I like when he gives. What is he? he, oh, get, he gives the, the, uh, spook details, the new he sergeant says. after Tor Johnson dies. He like gives him credit. Like that's why you're a beat cop. He's just like, man, I can't wait to be like I you. Know. Yeah, and he's but he's like the worst police officer I ever. Know. The worst detective ever. I don't. Know, I just some of the lines though. Though like like yeah. The going back to that Kelton scene. Like <laughs> like the one the the one you now was funny, but like just simple stuff. I thought was so bizarre. Like. I can't say anything down here. Like, how about we try some matches? Well, we can give it a shot, I guess. It's <laughs> like, why wouldn't that work? Yeah. I don't understand. Well, that's does a- fire not work? Well, that's in the other thing graveyard? too. Like, how come? <laughs> how come throughout the movie too? Everybody else has got flashlights out the wazoo. Everybody in the fifties had flashlights, yeah. Cody. You yeah. never, you never know what's going on. Yeah. That was like the most important first aid tool. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you left the house, if you left your house without the flashlight. <laughs> what were you to do? Yeah, what are yeah. you gonna do? It's like leaving your cell phone at home nowadays. Fuck! <laughs> 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 I, I can't even get home. I have no idea how I got here. <laughs> okay, so uh, I also want to talk about the the graveyard. Let's just get the graveyard is almost a character in itself. Yeah, um, it's made of uh, sticks and cardboard um, and a black wall. It car- looks like it was shot in a in a black box in a drama department. It does. <laughs> it does. It really does. Like mm-hmm. they just put tarp down and they were like, "We're good." Well, that's the other thing too. Like I feel like for a lot of like for a while, like they were like, "Oh, we don't have a wall. What are we gonna use?" They yeah. just threw up a curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what it was. When the car, when the yeah, when the like squad car like parked in front of, I think it was um, the couples that the pilot's house. Mike pointed out, like you could see like creases in the curtain, like yeah, up above the, the car, like off of it. Like no, that's just a wall there in front of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. The the other stuff that's funny is like you guys already brought it up though. It's just about the stuff, the like seeing the microphones and like the. I thought the most hilarious thing in terms of set design was whatever the hell the pilots are using to fly are just the like, half circles. It's like it's like a it's just a cardboard cutout. Yeah, and they're just holding it. And it's not even like handles. They're just holding it and moving it. And the uh, the the co-pilots are reading the script right out of his lap. Well, I mean, the inter- <laughs> so here's the interesting thing about that. So this is like this is a lot of re- of the reasons why this is considered one of the worst films ever is because all of these continuity errors are gets are stuck in here, right? But uh, apparently, like Ed Wood, when he shot this, he was shooting for widescreen, so none of that stuff is actually supposed to be seen, like the microphones or whatever. All that's supposed to be out, but. They still showed it not in widescreen, so now you see all the shit that was there. So to his credit, like he was, he was, he was doing it right. Yeah, yeah. He, it's the he, it's the other people that fucked it up. The people showing it, they didn't do it in the in the in the format that he needed. Stupid Earth idiots. Stupid Earth idiots again. <laughs> stupid, stupid which, which, 
Which is funny though, because because uh, on the newest the the newest re- like DVD releases, yeah. they they have it in the correct aspect ratio. So a lot of that stuff's like gone. Like mm-hmm. even the version I watched, like I didn't see any like plumbing equipment. Yeah, well, no, you I never it, saw like, a microphone. Yeah. Either you got to clean it up. <laughs> you gotta, gotta clean it up. Gotta clean it up in post. You know these these us millennials. We're not gonna watch this movie if we can see a boom mic. <laughs> yeah, it's just not gonna happen. No, I kid. I kid. I kid I the kid. millennials. I kid the millennials. I watch those movies all the time. Yeah, you do. It's like your job. <laughs> yeah, your job is to watch Plan Nine from Outer Space all the time. Yeah, every day. What do you guys think about just like the overall direction? Here's the thing that I, okay, this is if I were to sum, sum up what I think Ed Wood is about, I think he is very passionate about certain certain aspects of film. I believe that he was a big fan of Bela Lugosi. I believe that he's a big fan of like that dark kind of like vampire movies, Gothic. like maybe the the Universal Monster kind of stuff. Gothic era. Yeah, I think he was a big fan of it, but also his direction is so deliberate, like it's so. In your face, like you, it's, you can see he's trying. Like, let's put Dracula in there. Like, you can just tell it's just self-deliberate. It's, it's just he's trying to cash in, and you know he's trying to cash in. But I guess that's kind of the appeal of all of this. No, I think yeah, yeah. But I mean, to his credit, I think he also put Pelagosi in also because he was. They were legitimate friends, and I think he wanted to honor his friend. Yeah. Right, but yeah. I also he didn't have to have him play, or he didn't have to have his Shemp play Dracula. Yeah, he but, didn't have but to do that. At least, at least he he was he was concerned with the continuity in some. Yeah, regard. no, he was definitely trying to connect the story. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I mean, even to your point, like we just brought up, like the all oh, the continuity errors. Technically, I'm not even supposed to be in there because he shot it correctly. He the stage was designed correctly to hide all the fucked up shit. And furthermore, it's like, why do you have this character Bella Lugosi wearing a cape in a field, and then he's nowhere else in the rest of the film <laughs> yeah, except right? for this one scene. It would it would feel even more out of place. It would just feel like, why why, why is that here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, so the, the Shemp makes sense because he's trying no, no, no. to at least make a complete film, okay, I think. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is he didn't have to have Bela Lugosi even play a Dracula character. He could have played any other thing. But he wanted him to play Dracula because... He's wink nodding to the audience like he's gonna like Dracula. But what what Bella Lugosi is playing is a ghoul. Is something that's not even connected to this film. It was something. It was another film idea they had, and he just was filming him as Dracula. And then he 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 found a way to I can for I can use this footage, put Bella Lugosi's name on it, and then use a shemp to try to tie right it, it all, all together. together. Yeah. So the fact that he's Dracula is just happenstance because that's whatever the hell they were working on before he he died i wonder if it was like a like a like a parody or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know okay so we're gonna rate this tor johnson faces perfect his scary mouth face that i i just mouth his mouth face his mouth face (laughs) it's the way that's what you look at he kind of looks constipated all right let's start with chris chris how many uh tor johnson faces (laughs) well for production i'm gonna give it we don't do individual. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll do. This is my fucking rating. You better. You better have an overall at the end of this. Yeah. I will. Don't let us down. I am going to have an overall, but I'm <laughs> going to build it up. Okay. Can I it. have a second? I'm sorry that I interrupted. Go ahead. It's your show. I'm going to give it a one for production because we all know that the production is pretty terrible on the film. Um, but I'm going to give it another one and a half for ambition. Two and a half toward Johnson faces. I, I think Ed Wood, it, maybe if he was given some more money, he could have done something really awesome. 
But um, I think he was a little too eccentric and maybe a bit of a control freak to some degree. Uh, I don't know that for sure. But like he did seem like he really wanted to accomplish what he was doing. Um, and I got to respect that. So uh, two and a half. I probably won't watch this for a long time. Can I ask you a question real quick? Do you feel like this film is overrated? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to know. I just want to say Chris really built up that rating. He did. He, he did. He only went he, two stars. He gave, he gave he gave two statements that brought him to his rating. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> how many uh, Tor Johnson faces is Kyle going to give it? Hmm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm probably also going to give it two and a half. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I. I know it's a bad movie. I know it's written poorly. I know that. Uh, direction stage design all that shit um is bad um i do think it i do think it it has at least achieved it's so bad it's palatable i'm not gonna say it's good but it's watchable i will watch this movie again i think what i'm gonna do is i feel like this will be a movie that if somebody's never heard it before i'm going to sell it to them as one of the best sci-fi films ever made and then just watch them watch the movie that's what i feel like this movie's great for is to just make people sit through it what are you like the leprechaun playing tricks <laughs> on people Goddamn right i'm gonna make i'm gonna have some fun with this but yeah i'm gonna give two two and a half i mean i i to chris's point i i applaud and appreciate his effort and what he was attempting to do but you know, he did not achieve. Michael Salucio. All right, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this film a four. Okay, <laughs> and listen to my reasoning. <laughs> oh my god, that laugh is crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Chris. You I'm, need to hold on real. I'm sorry, Michael. One second, Chris. You need to knock this off. You need to knock this off. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a four. Um, look, this film is an anomaly. Okay. It, yes, there are worse films in the world, but for some reason there's a combination of bad and passion, maybe? Like endearingness? I don't know what word to use, but there's something that combines in, in all of this horribleness that makes this like a, like just a dream to, wa- to watch. This is something you get together with your friends and you watch it. Um, this, is the, this is the type of film where you memorize these horrible lines um, and you say them to your friends. It has a very Rocky Horror Picture esque uh, feel to it, in the, in the sense that you can really, uh, um, what's the word? Like make a game around it almost to watch this kind of film. Um, my mom showed me this film when I was really, really like the first time I had ever saw it. My mom and my uncle used to like turn this film off on mute and like put their own bad dialogue because they were so. I mean, they tried to beat it almost like it. It became a thing. I think that's why people love this film, and I can understand it. And I would, I would watch this film again. I've seen it three times. I'll, I'll probably watch it again at some point in time. So yeah, I'm gonna give this four. Let's do it. That is four from Mike. I'll go next. Because uh, you're all, you're the last. I mean, that's me. No, yeah, he's looking to pick it. Yeah, he got it. No, uh, so uh, I'm gonna go three point five. Okay, I'm up there pretty high too. Here's why. This is the grandfather of it's so bad it's good, right? This is like the first one I feel like to kind of gain that title. Um, you know, after that, I, I think comes the king in Troll Two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the this is this is the the grandfather of it, and I kind of agree with you uh, too that it's a fun thing that people can go along with. It's a little slow times, but it's an older film, so I kind of expect that uh, pacing at the time just is not. We're not used to. I at least I'm not used to that slower pacing. But that was film. You need at the time. To, you need to watch it with a group. I think. 
It's like not it, something you're gonna watch by yourself. Yeah. And be like, yeah. We watched it together, and I was getting tired. Uh, I feel like you were already tired, but yeah, you <laughs> left the room, and then it, it it ceased to get fun to me. <laughs> but here's the thing, um, that I will say that why I'm giving it a little bit of a higher rating too. Um, Ed Wood made art out of making a bad film, if that makes sense. I think he accidentally stumbles upon things that he wasn't necessarily. Uh, intending to stumble upon as an artistic expression, but it's obviously an artistic expression of him. Um, and it may be jumbled and put together, but I think that you're getting the man in his movies, you know, even though they're not like all there. And I think that's what, I mean, shit, I think he's not all there. So I don't know. It's weird. I think you, you stumble, like, especially with the writing and how flowery it is. And you can actually see like, he's, I, I'm an artist. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just not a good one, but it's some some weird way. Watching a not good art artist is artistic. Oh, you know what it is. I, is I wanna, that weird? No, I don't. I want to actually agree with you, and I want to see if if we're on the same page here. You know how modern day people try to make a cult film, but it's so deliberate. You can tell they're trying to make bad dialogue, and they're trying to do all. Yeah, this. hello with shotgun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel that Ed Wood was doing I really do feel like this was all stuff that he really did think was going to be great shit. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. 100%. I don't think he was trying to make it bad. Nope. And you see so much of that, especially nowadays, even in like indie indie horror films and stuff like that, people trying to make it bad or trying to capture that, that magic. And he did it like without even thinking about it. No. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. That's our show for this week. So uh, make sure you follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow us on Twitter at Cold Film underscore review. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can follow Kyle at... Uh, you can follow me, Cold Film underscore Kyle, on Instagram. You can follow Chris at... Cold Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Salucio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. And you know what? If you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. See you next week, guys. 